0: everybody, welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Macy Ball and this is Bianca Garcia. Hello! Hello! In this episode, we're talking about minutes 55 and 56 of Toy Story. We're getting closer to the end. I know, it's so weird. I mean, we've got like 25 minutes left, something like that.
1: That's pretty crazy. 24,
0: 25? 24 and 25 is. Yeah, around that. Man. Well, should we get started? We should. <laughs> All right. These two minutes start off with Woody jumping down from Sid's desk and yelling, Go away, you disgusting freaks, at the mutant toys. Babyface comes toward him and he screams and holds up Buzz's arm as a shield, but Babyface grabs it and tries to pull it away. Woody yells, All right, back, back, you cannibals! Just before Babyface manages to pull Buzz's arm away from him, which sends him flying into the wall. From upside down against the wall, Woody watches the mutants seemingly torture Buzz. He gets up and runs towards them, yelling, He's still alive, and you're not going to get him, you monsters! He starts to pull them apart, but at that moment they back away to reveal Buzz with his arm fully
1: intact. (laughs) So... I really like when I was watching the clip. I like how he just grabs the car and just yeets the car I know. away. I'm like the poor little thing.
0: <laughs> What's the car's name? Pump Boy, something like that. I don't. We remember talked about it before. I yeah. think, yeah, because that was the car that was on the Hot Topic wallet.
1: <laughs> yes, and I, it, I don't know why it just made me laugh so much. Like the way he just throws the car over his shoulder. I'm like that poor thing. <laughs>
0: Uh, as as Babyface was like coming towards Woody, I realized why doesn't Babyface or, or really any of the other mutant toys, why don't their expressions change? Like they all have, well, the ones that have faces, they all have the same, you know, smile or whatever, like their default expression is. Like they can't. Right. They can't talk. They, and they can't change their expression for some reason like babyface always has that kind of creepy looking smile right i feel
1: like like the answer to that like the real answer to that is they just did not want to animate (laughs) any extra expressions but i also feel (laughs) like because they are in and not in andy's room in sid's room they're just kind of like scarred for life because he's tortured them so much so they're kind of just like expressionless like You know how when you go through a traumatic experience, it just kind of changes you? That's probably what happened to them. Maybe.
0: Or, well, I I guess it could just be that it's just more creepy that way,
1: too. Yeah, I think that, too. It adds a little bit of a creepiness factor, especially since, um, like, in older movies that had dolls, like that one Twilight Zone episode of the doll that would talk, and she was, like, The one that Gabby Gabby is based on? Yes, that one. She was just, like, there was no different expressions or anything. Well, also, because it was back then, they didn't have any technology to, like, animate (laughs) a doll. But just the fact that it was just a still-life doll talking was creepy in itself uh, for the time. So they probably used a little bit of that, too. Like, okay, that was really creepy back then. Let's just add it into the movie. And you know, it gives it a little bit of a, a creepy factor. Yeah, I like the way
0: Woody runs up to the group of toys. It's still his his like normal like Floppiness. flopping everywhere, <laughs> but it's yeah, but it's much more determined. It's a determined flop. <laughs> <laughs> like his strides are still like shorter, but his. The arms and legs are just everywhere
1: yeah he's he's noodly, I do like his noodliness, <laughs> his scarecrowness, his scarecrowness, yes, but yeah i I know that he's um not really like for the whole movie, he didn't care about buzz, but now we're finally seeing him, like, hey, get off of him, yeah. He's at a point where he knows Buzz is his only
0: friend. So, I mean, it's still kind of a selfish thing. But he but he actually seems like he started to care about Buzz, like, just as a person. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he calls him, here in a second, he calls him his friend for, I think, the first time. Yeah. And see uh well, other than the last scene where he was like pre- had the arm and was like pretending <laughs> that they're friends but uh but it seems
1: i mean he means it genuinely it seems like right in this scene he's actually like calling him his friend because he is really the only person he knows in that room and you know when you feel like you're being surrounded by cannibals even if you don't like the person you're like hey that's my friend <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, and it feels it's it's like it's a turning point
1: in in the movie and in their relationship too, right? Finally, he's realizing like he's not so bad. Like he, I think also he feels a little bit bad for him now that he realizes he's a toy. Now that Buzz is kind of defeated and like, oh, I'm actually a toy. Maybe would he feel sorry for him? Like, oh, he yeah. was legitimately thinking that he was a Space Ranger and it wasn't just a like a thing that he was doing that he legitimately thought he was someone else.
0: Yeah. Like now, now that he's seen buzz, at like probably one of his worst moments. You're basically having a mental
1: breakdown over, you know, this identity crisis. Right. He's finally seeing it. Like, Oh gosh, like he's actually going through something right now.
0: Yeah. Not, and not just like, Oh, he's then the annoying, new toy who is um taking andy's attention away, but he's like actually a toy with with feelings you know
1: right and that shows like deep down even though woody's been a jerk this entire time <laughs> like, deep down inside he does have a heart and he does care and that's why he is the head of andy's room because he does care about other toys and he does want them to be you know, at their best. hmm But going back a
0: little bit, so I noticed when Babyface pulls the arm out of out of Woody's hands, it sends Woody flying backwards, but he flies backwards into the wall. And then when it cuts to him, like, upside down against the wall, he's facing forwards.
1: Oh, that's true. I never noticed <laughs> that. Like, I never paid attention to that. I did notice that he goes backwards but then yeah like he's turned around yeah oh my gosh what are all the mutant toys doing they're just like standing
0: around some of them are like pounding on i don't even know what they're
1: pounding on but i'm like it doesn't it shouldn't take that many of you to (laughs) just screw buzz's arm back in (laughs) I was wondering that, too. I'm like, why are they making such a big deal? Like, there's way too many. It really there's, literally only takes one person to pop his arm back in. They're
0: standing on top of each other. They're all, like, moving back and forth. They they all look like they're doing something. But they're not.
1: <laughs> they're just, I don't know. It's for dramatic effect. hmm But I guess also maybe they all feel like they're a little bit important. Like, it's teamwork. They're the only ones that they know and they feel like oh we have to do this together because we work together
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i don't know well moving
0: on to the next section at 21 seconds Surprised, Woody says, hey, they fixed you. And He tests out Buzz's arm and he says, but but they're cannibals. We saw them eat those other toys. And then the mutant toys all move aside to reveal that Janie and the pterodactyl are standing right there with their heads taped on with duct tape. Shocked, Woody stands up and looks at all of them and says, uh, sorry, I thought you were going to, you know, eat my friend. Suddenly, all the mutants get scared and disappear under Sid's bed. What he asks, hey, no, no, hey, hey, what's wrong? He gets his answer when he hears Sid's mom call, Sid? And Sid answers, not now, mom, I'm busy. What he exclaims, Sid, and tries to pull Buzz away, but Buzz is still too depressed to move. What he says, Buzz, come on, get up, use your legs. When Buzz still won't move, what he falls backwards and yells, fine, let Sid trash you, but don't blame me, and hides under a milk crate just in time
1: for Sid to open the door. So I like that once Woody, you know, like, tests out his arm, Buzz doesn't even care. He's still just sitting there really sad. (laughs) I know. Well, if
0: you look, I think while Woody's talking to some of the other mutant toys, you can, like, like Buzz is kind of,
1: like, he's looking at his hand, you know. Yeah, like, he's looking at it like, oh, okay. But it's funny because, like, when they first swarm him, Buzz kind of looks like... Oh hey, these guys, you know, but <laughs> when they're done, he's still sad. Like, oh, I guess I have my arm back. Like he just doesn't care. Yeah, like during the time that they're working on him, does he just go back to being sad? Like, oh, they're just fixing me. <laughs> he just I, stays sad. I guess so. This is what what he when what
0: he is like. Uh, sorry, I feel like that's the way. That's like the. <laughs> The thing that I think most of us that happens to most of us at one point where you think someone is doing something wrong and so you either like start to get on to them about it or you know, you try to stop them or whatever, and then they're like, No, I'm not I'm not doing then you know, they explain what they're doing and and there's nothing wrong with it and you're like, Oh
1: uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> or like you just kind of like, Oh, I assumed wrong. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, and Woody was literally just calling them disgusting freaks a few seconds ago.
1: Yeah, it's also kind of like when you lose something and you get mad and you start accusing everybody that they took it, and then you find it, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, whoops. <laughs> I mean, you just jump to conclusions, and I feel like that's what that is. Like Both Woody and Buzz both assumed that, these toys were bad just because they're in Sid's room. So they thought like, well, they're all bad guys. But I mean, that was just like something that they assumed.
0: Yeah. And I feel like there's, there's probably a deeper lesson to be learned there about not making assumptions about people, you know, just because maybe they look creepy or you can't communicate with them or you don't understand
1: what they're doing. Yeah. And like, I've had a lot of that happen like before, like I've experienced that. I haven't actually, you know, done that too many times. Like I try to be as open-minded about people as possible because I don't want them to think like, oh, she's just rude or she just assumes everybody's bad or something like that. But I've seen it where, you know, you see someone come in and Even at church, like you see someone come in, they're all tatted up, they look kind of rough around the edges, and people will look at them like, well, what are their intentions? Mm. I'm like, they're at church. You need to be nice to them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Where
0: where were JD and the pterodactyl this whole time?
1: Like when did they get fixed?
0: Why why haven't what do your buzz noticed them before this? Why weren't they helping fix Buzz?
1: I know exactly why weren't they helping. Oh my <laughs> gosh, they're probably just like waiting for their big reveal. They probably kind of just like, oh, we want to surprise them. <laughs> they've just been hiding under the bed. Oh, they're they've been in the ICU. They've been recovering. <laughs> it it
0: makes me wonder though. We might have talked about this in one of the last couple episodes. I don't remember, but why? If they fix Janie and Pterodactyl, why don't they fix, you know, the rest of the toys? Why don't
1: they fix each other? I know. They could fix themselves, but I guess maybe like either the rest of their parts were trashed.
0: Yeah. Or, or like baby heads or Baby Face's head, like all his hair is
1: pulled out and his yeah. eyes gone. And then like the body too, if it's like one of the the fabric stuffed bodies. Probably, like, um, Scud got a hold of it or something, and it's just destroyed. So that's probably what happened to that, or just Sid blowing things up. Maybe they were all explosion toys, and whatever was left over, he's like, oh, I can make something out of all these body parts. Maybe. That's really messed up, though, to blow up a baby, now that I think about that. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's just a a baby doll. Exactly. Like, what the heck is going on in your head?
0: (laughs) Or even even if he didn't blow him up and just, like, tore the head off or something.
1: I know. That's kind of... I don't know what I think about that. (laughs) So, when
0: Sid's mom calls to him... And then he says, "Not now, Mom. I'm busy." She says a couple things after that, and I've never been able to tell what she was saying. I tried to listen to it, um, but it just sounds like or it, she's yelling at him. It just sounds like that, 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 and I'm. I don't.
1: Yeah, I've never what been he's able- talking over part of it, and I, I can't. I just can't tell what she's saying. Right, I've never been able to decipher that either. I don't think it's anything specific i think they're just kind of trying to make it sound like she's yelling at him like get back here maybe that's what she's trying to say (laughs) yeah
0: like hey i made more pop tarts come eat them
1: (laughs) pop tarts (laughs) for dinner that's all they eat (laughs) oh my gosh i would hate to live in a family like that where they just (laughs) eat pop tarts all day (laughs) as much as i like pop tarts I know. I like Pop-Tarts, too. I took them to Disney, but at the same time, like while I was eating it on the plane, I felt kind of weird because I was like, I don't want them to get mad at me and like eat me off the plane because I didn't take what they were (laughs) offering. Moving on, at
0: 59 seconds, Sid bursts into their room with a package and exclaims, It came! It finally came! He runs to his desk, opens the package, and says, The big one. He takes a red and blue rocket out of the box, sets it on the desk, and reads the warning on the side, which says, extremely dangerous, keep out of reach of children, and then says, cool, what am I going to blow? Man, hey, where's that wimpy cowboy doll? Woody gets scared and then crawls back further into the crate. Sid looks around and picks up the milk crate, only to find that Woody isn't under it, and we see that Woody is actually hiding against the bottom of the crate. (laughs) And he's shaking again, making that.
1: I mean, it's quieter,
0: but he's making that shaking sound again.
1: <laughs> he's making that little rattling sound. And I always <laughs> think that's so funny because it's like you have him this close to your ear. Do I you don't. He's trying that? to contain it, so Sid can't hear. But oh my gosh, I know, and I always think it's funny when the like when he pulls out the thing, he's just like the big one. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see something that's larger than normal, I say that I'm like the big one. <laughs> <laughs> who let, where thing, did he um, get? Do, what? Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, another no, thing good. is um, me and my friend, whenever we'd see something, we'd always say, Keep out of reach of children, the way he <laughs> says it. <laughs> where did he get this?
0: And who let him buy this
1: i know i've always wanted Giant firecracker i feel like maybe since the internet wasn't a thing yeah then like to order stuff he probably just found like a catalog and probably just stole his his mom's credit card (laughs) card, yes (laughs) or a check and he just knows how to write checks and put it in the mail forge his parents signature (laughs) yes (laughs) that was the other thing i was like where is he getting
0: money for this like who is gonna sell a firecracker like that to you
1: know 10 year old 10 12 however old he is right exactly i'm like who it specifically says to keep out of reach of children (laughs) yeah what is he he's a children (laughs) he's a children
0: he is (laughs) Uh, if you look closely at the side of the box that that the big one comes out of, it says "Ill Eagle Fireworks Inc." <laughs> and there's a little logo of like an eagle on it. Which I didn't I didn't realize the joke "Ill Eagle Fireworks" until I t- like typed it out into my
1: notes. That's funny. <laughs> it is funny. That's a fun little little Easter egg. I feel like maybe it's since it is illegal it's probably a very shady company <laughs> and they don't care who they sell to.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know why but uh when I was a kid I always thought that the Woody hiding on the bottom of the, of the crate was one of the funniest parts in the movie. Yeah.
1: Because you think, like, there's not really a way for him to hold on to anything. So you know he's pushing with he's all his just, might like, to hold on. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe that's, that's why, why he's making the rattling sound. Because he's holding with all his might to not fall. Yeah. I think it would have been funny if he fell, though, and was, like, scrambling on the floor like a little cockroach. And that would have scared Sid. <laughs> I do remember always
0: being stressed out at the part where he's looking for Woody and he lifts up the crate. Even though I I knew he wasn't like as a kid, I knew he wasn't going to find him under there. It always stressed me out. I was like,
1: he's going to find him right there. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, do not blow up the wimpy cowboy doll.
0: (laughs) At one minute, 33 seconds. Sid steps on Buzz's arm, picks him up and says, Yes, I've always wanted to put a spaceman into orbit. He puts the milk crate on his desk and puts the toolbox on top of it and Woody hides under a notebook. Sid pulls a roll of duct tape out of the toolbox and uses it to tape Buzz to the rocket while Woody watches in horror. But before Sid can carry out his plan, lightning and thunder strike and a thunderstorm
1: begins. He says, Oh no, and the clip ends there. I always wondered how Sid never noticed Woody falling down <laughs> and like hearing the notebook. Like Russell. didn't hear the thump, exactly. And then hearing the notebook, Russell, and like I would have looked. I guess because I notice stuff so much. Like anything that moves, I notice it. But I guess he was so enthralled in taping the rocket to Buzz that he was just like, whatever. It was probably something moving in my toolbox. But yeah. Any little well, thing, I I'm like, oh no, what was that?
0: <laughs> I, I was thinking about it too, and I was like, if if Sid does look towards the crate and Woody tries to hide under the the notebook, there's no way he can really hide under there.
1: Exactly, he's not gonna fit. And I feel like. There's enough lighting right there to where you could see something moving under there, Mm -hmm. even at the corner of your eye, unless it has horrendous peripheral vision. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't think any of the the people in this movie have great peripheral vision. (laughs) I feel like they don't. And coming from somebody who has fairly decent peripheral vision, like any little thing at the corner of my eye, I will look and... A lot of the times, like, even, like, at, when I was at work, everyone was like, how did you notice me coming? I was sneaking. I'm like, because I can see almost 180 degrees behind me. <laughs> <laughs> also, Sid didn't notice that
0: it had been starting to rain. Because it started, like, the clouds were rolling in That's in the true. before this. He didn't this. notice
1: that. He's just an oblivious kid. He's excited about his package coming, I guess. I mean, I guess that makes sense because when I get a a package, I get very excited.
0: (laughs) When I come home and see that Amazon box.
1: Yes, exactly. Especially when it's something that like you've been anticipating and waiting and you're just super excited about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I forget what I order Because I order so much Well I used to order so much Now that I don't have a job I kind of have to put the brakes on that Because I yeah. used to save my money <laughs> But when I was ordering quite frequently I'd forget what I would order So when i get a package It was like Christmas I was so excited <laughs> It's like sending yourself a present Exactly And then when you do it so often You forget what you order <laughs>
0: According to the audio commentary, the rain effect through the window was done using the particle system. I think we already talked about too how the, you know, the clouds oh, in the yeah. previous scene were like mm-hmm. a, a painting being morphed. I'm I'm pretty sure the, the clouds that you see like through the window here are also a painting. Mm-hmm. And they uh kind of they watched the movie in cold blood as as inspiration for um, I guess the rain I haven't seen that movie so I don't know exactly what I they seen pulling that movie from. either so yeah so if you if you have seen that movie then maybe you'll understand why they pulled inspiration <laughs> from it I guess just for th- the rain effects in it yeah I don't know probably I just have in my written in my notes what is trapped with three exclamation <laughs> points
1: I mean, that kind of sums up, that's like the best synopsis ever of these two minutes, Woody is trapped.
0: There's something, I mean, it's just an image
1: that's been in my head my
0: whole life of Woody being stuck behind behind that milk crate, like, like they're prison bars or something.
1: Yeah, that, I don't know, that's just one of the moments that you remember the most because it's like almost at the climax of the movie. So you, it's building up to where they're going to make their break and where they're going to scare the hell out of Sid. So, you know, this part is almost anticlimactic because it's like, oh, no, what are they going to do? And it's also stressful as a,
0: as a kid watching it because it's like Woody's trapped in there. Buzz doesn't want to do anything.
1: Yeah, and as like, a child, and, I was pretty stressed out.
0: And Woody's completely completely powerless to you know get out or try and help them escape
1: right yeah no i see that and when i was a kid i was even thinking to myself i'm like what does my mom know that woody's gonna get out of this i'm like look (laughs) at him he's stuck in a milk crate
0: (laughs) although i'm looking at it now there's like the handle on the side he could like kind of a hole if he really wanted to he could maybe i don't know if his head would fit but he can well, maybe I mean, squeeze in through Tony that
1: handle. we saw how he could squish his head. So he could probably That's squeeze true. his head through.
0: Maybe. He'd have to like reach back through and get his hat. Yeah. Maybe just push his hat out first and then go through. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard to tell if... I don't know. That might but work. Then again, Why that not? gives
1: me a bout of claustrophobia. Can, because now, I don't like squeezing through little things.
0: <laughs> but now, just thinking about... Just realizing that he could probably fit through that hole has kind of ruined this the scene for me now.
1: Yeah, no, that makes me kind of mad because he could have done that and he could have gotten, you know, they could have gotten out sooner than what they actually did. But then that wouldn't, you know, it's it's part of the movie. (laughs) Just don't
0: think about it. Pretend, pretend we didn't say anything.
1: Exactly. We ruin things for ourselves. (laughs) and for the listeners probably. Uh, you know, I'm sorry listeners. It's not ruined. Just forget we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, just take all
0: these things into account and uh and make and, and just think about it like all these things are somehow still working together and creating a great movie in spite of these flaws. So think yeah. about that instead. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know. Just take everything we say with a grain of salt. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. We've already talked about his posters. Yeah. But I I really like that they look like the 90s posters that were the black velvet, where you would color it with like almost highlighter markers so that it would pop when you put it with a a black light. And those were super popular. That mega dork poster. I, it's always looked like Ozzy Osbourne to me. The person yeah. on the poster. That's the only thing I can think of. Because he's got the little glasses. Ozzy doesn't even play guitar. I'm like, he looks nothing like Dave Mustaine. So I'm like, <laughs> wh- what are you doing with this poster? <laughs> yeah. but I like all of Sid's posters. I mean, I they're like disturbing. But...
0: <laughs> I don't really see him a whole lot. I mean, there's a couple shots where we can see him in this clip, but they're, yeah. I mean, they're disturbing, but they're, they're colorful. There's one where it's like a zombie arm <laughs> reaching out from the, like a grave holding a guitar.
1: Yes. I like that one. I would probably, out of all of them, if I had to choose one, I would probably choose that one to hang up in my room. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure if I'd actually noticed that one before. I wonder if they have them for sale. I need to look to see if anybody's made them on like like Redbubble or something. Or Etsy. Yeah, I need to see if those are available. I would put those up in like an office or something and be like, look at my cool posters. There's something that's
0: always kind of bothered me. Although now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it shouldn't. When... (laughs) Woody is, like, testing out Buzz's arm, the way it moves so fluidly. I'm like, that's not how Buzz toy arm moves, but I guess Buzz can move it that way, so.
1: That bothered me, too. That really, like, I didn't want to say too much because I didn't want to be nitpicking, but that <laughs> always bothered me because that's the way loose, articulated figures move. Like, when you had a little G.I. Joe and their yeah. little... I guess, springs or whatever was holding them in to be, like, poseable. Whenever that would run out, it was just loose. And you could not really pose them anymore. And that's yeah. what I always thought of.
0: Well, and it looks like, you know, when Buzz's arm is off, it looks like there's just, like, kind of a screw thing on the end that you, like, I would right. assume like you, you just screw just it in there.
1: In. Which, But I, don't I guess, see I why. mean, Buzz
0: can move it however he wants, so I guess it's still... Right, and I never Makes understood why. Makes sense in toy
1: logic, but right. Why didn't Woody do that though? Like, why didn't he? Why just didn't screw he it think to just screw it back in? Exactly. I don't know. Oh my maybe, gosh!
0: Maybe there is more to it than just screwing it
1: back in. I don't know how to fix toys. Maybe you just gotta get twenty different toys to jump on you and like pound on you, and then just magically put it back in. <laughs> maybe he was planning to fix it later but you know
0: in the in the moment while he's talking to the other toys you know he just didn't have a chance and he's just like well i'll just take his arm and and pretend like that's buzz because i can't you know get him to get him to come
1: help me right and if he jumped down from the desk the toys would have been like oh he's lying let's leave and then they just leave which they wound up doing anyways
0: yeah, well, he might have just been thinking, well, let's, let's work on,
1: let's work on getting out of here and I'll fix your arm in a little bit or something. I don't know. Right. He's thinking more of like, we need to get out of here more than we need to fix your arm. Yeah. But I don't know. It probably, it only
0: took the mutant toys a few <laughs> seconds. Granted, there's like a whole horde of them pounding on the
1: <laughs> the ground or whatever. Oh my gosh! I know. I was like, "How how is that fixing Buzz?" (laughs) But it's whatever. He's fixed now. I really like the the angle of the shot when
0: um Woody is trying to drag Buzz backwards, but like Buzz still won't move, and like Woody falls backwards. Yeah, they just look so they they just look really small against the
1: you know on the floor down there. Right. Like you can see the actual like, oh yeah, they're they're small. They're toys. They're toys. Not, they're not life science humans. They're they're toys.
0: Yeah. It kind of puts puts things in into perspective
1: for mm-hmm. a second. They're so small. <laughs> I know, they're just they're just little Tiny. toys. <laughs> Which makes it more stressful because you're like, you're so small, you can't do anything. Like, you're you even more helpless when you're that small. It's like that John Mulaney meme, I am very
0: small and I have no money, so you can imagine the kind of stress I'm under.
1: Yes. And I, you know, when I first saw that meme that resonated through my soul, I was like, you get it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. There's one more thing. I totally forgot to, well, I can't remember if I forgot or I just decided not to write it down. But there's a couple of shots where you can see, like the shot where, you know, what he is hiding in the bottom of the crate, <laughs> uh, where you can see, you have a good view of the ceiling in Sid's room. hmm And we, I mean, we've talked about how weird Sid's room and Sid's house is quite a bit. hmm But there's like, I don't even know what it is. You can you can see, for one, he's got popcorn ceiling. Yeah. But then there's like a, like, I don't know, an indented area in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go to a minute 33, you can
1: see it. Right. Yeah, no, I've noticed that he's got a very, the very odd layout. And it's just so, like... How does this room work? <laughs> no one can figure it out. Honestly, I, you know, I honestly don't know what's going on with his room.
0: <laughs> it doesn't make any sense.
1: It doesn't really, and I want to know if there's an actual house that looks like this, or if someone's tried well, to, I mean, like it was- rebuild it. The house was based on Pete's Pete's doctor's attic.
0: True. As we've talked about multiple times.
1: Right, but what I'm saying is, like, an exact model. Like, has somebody tried building, like, a dollhouse? Like, you know how they do, Uh, like, the house models? Like, I wonder if someone's tried to do the exact room to see if it works. That feels like it would be really hard to do. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like... His bed is underneath this giant slant, and then opposite his bed, there's, like, a wall and a closet door, and then on the other side, there's his desk against the window, and I I can't, like, right now, I can't really see what's between, like, oh, I guess there's another window, like, in, like, a little area between the closet
1: door and the desk. Right. Like, there's two windows in there, but one is where the desk is, and then there's the other one where it's... Yeah. ...where he's interrogating Woody. Yeah. And it just doesn't make sense how this room... Like, I'm gonna have to draw out this room.
0: (laughs) In the scene where he's interrogating Woody, because it mostly takes place in front of that other window, it almost looks like a totally different room. It almost looks more like a hallway, to be honest.
1: Yeah, because it kind of extends forward towards the window like it's one of those little windows that kind of like protrudes out of the roof. Yeah. But it to me it doesn't seem like that would be because that's a big area because he's standing right there. Yeah. Cause it's usually so those protrusion I know. I uh, dang it.
0: <laughs> I also just noticed on the wall, like right next to where Sid puts his toolbox on top of the milk crate, there's mm-hmm. a no-smoking sign. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to know Sid doesn't allow smoking in his bedroom. Well, yeah, because he's got explosives in there. That's <laughs> he's true. could going to blow up. <laughs> I guess he just thought, oh, I guess this sign looks kind of cool. I don't know.
1: I feel like he's like a little hoarder or like a little pack rat where any little piece of junk he sees, he's like, oh, I like it. I guess so. I mean, cuz he's got a bunch of junk. Is the th- the
0: thing that Woody's hiding under, I was calling it a notebook, but I think it's actually like some kind of instruction manual. Maybe. It's got as I've I was like looking through the clip when you see from Woody's perspective, you can kind of see the um the top of one of the pages and it mm-hmm. says TM31 210 and then something else under that but it's I can't tell. Hmm. It's it looks like some kind of instruction
1: manual. Maybe it is. Let's see. I'm it gonna probably it is. I you feel said like it was there's TM a sh- TM31 y-
0: yeah I feel three. like there's a shot later on. I'm looking at um, 153 is
1: where I can see it. So I Googled what that is. It is a U.S. Army improvised munitions handbook. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like there may
0: be a shot later where you can actually see more of the, more of what's on the front of the book now that I think about it. Right, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, that's interesting. That's I want to know how he, he got his
0: hands on that.
1: <laughs> maybe his dad was in the military. Maybe that's why he's kind of just like a whatever kind of guy. Like, I don't know. Could be. Maybe.
0: That's crazy. Well, do we have anything else to say about this clip? I don't think so. I, I think we're good. I think we found more things to talk about than we expected, to be honest. In the last five, ten minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess we can wrap it up then. Yeah, I think so. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.